Welcome back to the Rural Roundup, hosted by me, Kerry Hammond. This show is produced in association with the Scottish Government. On today's episode, Robert, Tiffany and George discuss the impact of the recent wave of bad weather making its way across Scotland. Whether you're managing flooded soils or staying safe around fallen trees, it's definitely worth taking a moment to consider best practice and the current advice that's out there. Hi, Tiffany and George. I'm glad to be talking to you today with power, having sat in 36 hours of darkness. How are things with you, Tiffany? Well, I feel like they're much better than they are with you. We've managed to keep our electricity, but my word, the weather has been terrible. A lot of wind, a lot of rain, a lot of flooding. How about with you, George? Um, yeah, we've been, yeah, we, we, we had snow in the ground, obviously, up until uh, last week, and uh, we were battered by wind and fairly, you know, in the last few days, um, there's been rain again, um, but yeah, we're, we're not too bad. We, you know, Storm Arrow was definitely a lot worse, uh, although we'd a, we'd a red weather warning the other day as well, which is very unusual, um, but yeah, damage again here and there. Yeah, it, it, we've actually been in the southwest. We've been really quite lucky in the last maybe last couple of years that we've got quite a lot of the good weather when it's been on the go. But when the bad weather's been here, it's been far worse elsewhere. So it's probably been our time to get it. But certainly we've had a, a bit of a pasting, but nothing. To be honest, the wind we've had's not been, you know, there's a lot of damage and things done. But the, the real story is probably the rain across the country. Um, I know we've had... A, a few comments for Rural Roundup that we do talk about the weather a lot, but it is very relevant at the moment that, um, you know, what what are we going to do on the other side of this? So what we know is when it comes to the spring, there is going to come a point where it will, the sun will come out, it will dry up and we'll get going. But what what's the, so in the arable parts of the world, I know our arable guys are scratching their head what they're going to do, but I assume for in both your areas, there's some real big headaches at the moment about soils and and future cropping as well so what options have we got or what what are people thinking at the moment there's definitely a lot of fields that have been standing underwater for a long period of time i think it's thinking about what's best for the soil to help improve it for the long run not just thinking about the current crop so whether if the ground doesn't dry up whether it should be left as an EFA fallow area you can still go and put wild bird seed in or um, a wildflower mix or would it be better sowing it down to grass or putting in some kind of cover crop for the summer just to try and help revitalize the soil a bit and get it functioning again I think um, up here um, well actually we have been working out how much rain there's actually been and essentially from October to December there's about twice as much rain as what we, we normally get um, so that that's quite scary um, an arable point of view that one of the problems is that the clock is ticking um, people do a lot of ploughing over the winter obviously there's a lot of winter work to be done a lot of autumn work wasn't it done spraying and things like that because folk just could not get on the ground what we're starting to see is that folk are maybe just looking at a calendar and getting a wee bit of, um, I don't want to use the word desperate, but there's folk going on and ploughing when you're really thinking, should you really be ploughing at the moment? Should you not just leave it another couple of days? Um, 
are they doing more harm than good? Um, it, it's it's definitely folk need to be patient. Um, it, it, yeah, and, and as for, I think we've been quite lucky up up right in the northeast where I'm from, not necessarily down in Angus. That's, that's a different kettle of fish. Um, winter crops are looking fine, uh, generally. There are some areas that have been flooded. Um, a lot of farmers are concerned as well that, that this is going to have implications on prices in that next year. Um, spring barley, a lot of spring barley expected to go in the ground, not just up here, but but down the road. Uh, How is that going to knock on to prices? It's knocking on to seed prices already and seed varieties, uh, availability and things like that. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's we're all affected by it, but it seems to be different areas of different problems. Yeah, I think the important bit for, for us all to remember is we, we have been here before. You know, this is not, this is nothing new. It's, it's different. The last few years have probably been fairly straightforward. You know, there's been difficult bits with, you know, throughout them, but that's been a really particularly wet, prolonged period that, that has been a challenge. And then the one, we had a nice, a nice break in the weather there for a fortnight when it was rock hard. You know, we were a lovely hard frost, but when the frost comes out the ground, we're back to where we started. So it's January, you know, and I think we need to all keep in mind that it is all going to be okay. It's, it's going to be different. We're going to have to make decisions, but there's nothing really needing don't really need to panic about it we've got work to do down the line but we always we always do and usually when you're well up on your work in january february time we get a really difficult spell in march or april so maybe if it's been i I do believe you know we've had a particularly dry a particularly wet period it's bound to turn at some stage and and it might actually turn pretty good just at the right time for for spring drilling and things what what we are seeing certainly in the in the more stock areas there's a lot of people now looking to put a wee bit more going back to putting a wee bit barley in so growing a small amount of of crop just to have a a bit of control of straw and a bit of control of their their grain input those guys are really struggling to get spring barley seed in fact i think from now they're they're not going to get it because basically we're sold out because there's so many uh, there's so much spring barley been sold so as you say george the ones if we don't have we don't have the seed in the shed is it worth going and spending an astronomical amount of money to grow an average crop of spring barley or should we be investing the time and the money and and making sure that the crop of winter barley or the crop of rape after this wet waterlogged field is the best we possibly can get it i think it's important for folk to look at their their individual circumstances, their individual soils, get out there with a spade. Really, where where where's the damage? Uh, and this is the same with grassland or or arable crops. Um, where's the damage? How how deep is it? Um, and and to be quite honest, yeah, you can you can resolve some of the problems using metal, whether that is a you know a sword lifter or one of these spikes, uh, an aerator, um, but you're better just having a space finding out where the problem is and and a root a living root is the best thing to fix a soil and you know that that is the the best thing and and certainly in an arable area if the soil has been underwater um or severely damaged 
uh, certainly after a vegetable crop or something like that, and then it's gotten a lot of water. Um, is the best thing maybe just to stick in a cover crop, as Tiffany heightened, just to get the soil um, going again, rather than try and get a crop of a kind uh, and then be ready for the following autumn? I think going out with the spades definitely great advice, but I think it's going back to being patient. Don't go in too early with a spade. Try and let your ground dry up a bit so when you do start digging down, you can actually see what's going on and not find that you've just got a lot of mud that you're trying to dig through to find out what's going on there. No, I think I think if you go out in your field and you stick your spade in the ground and it just slides down nicely, you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> you need a bit of resistance. Yeah, definitely. And Robert mentioned about thinking about the following crop, but also thinking about the crops that are already in the ground, um, the winter crops that you've had in. And we've had a lot of people starting to ask about NVZs and saying that they've had over the 450 mils of rainfall. So would they be able to change their NVZ to then be able to put more fertilizer on? Um, and, and there's quite a lot of people looking at that at the moment, but they do have to have the evidence to back up that mm -hmm. they've had that rainfall. And it can't just be from the rain gauge at the bottom of the garden because they might have forgotten to empty it. There might have been something else happened. Um, so it's very difficult to do. We are seeing quite an interesting thing in, in Ayrshire at the moment. So there's a lot of very good winter crop here and there's a lot of stuff that's really, really struggling and stuff that probably the questions, particularly the rain we're getting just now, it's never going to be a good crop. So there's a decision to be made with how we actually take that crop forward. But it's very interesting that we do have so there's obviously there's, there's loads of different ways of establishing crop. The guys who are doing it, power harrow and then drill, have mostly got really good crops. The guys who are direct drilling, strip tilling, have mostly got really good crops. And the guys who are putting it in with a one pass are generally where the, the problems actually are. And it's interesting because most crop will go in with a one pass. But what, what we are seeing for autumn crop is... The one pass is the way you can do it. If it's just about nearly ready, nearly ready to work, we'll just go for it in the afternoon because we can do it. And those crops are never going to turn out good. So I, I don't know. It's not to say that the one pass, obviously the one pass is here to stay and it's a, an amazing tool. But there's the word for winter wheat. We, we do hear it being puddled in. Mm -hmm. And it, it it's, well, for some of these crops, it's been a disaster. We, I think, I think the thing as well with wheat is it, it's hardy stuff. Um, and I, I, I remember, you know, um, even 2010, uh, some fields of wheat, there was nothing there when the snow came. And because it had this wee kind of insulating blanket, once the snow melted, and it was like a fortnight later, suddenly the field was green. You know, it's hardy stuff. Uh, and I think that's where, that's where people, you know, they go with the wheat and they think, aye, we'll get a crop out of it. Um, but I yes, um, I think again we were quite lucky with the weather. September, a lot of winter crops were sown in September, and, it, and it's the same old story. Um, well sown, half grown, and and if they're up and up and established, it, it makes an awful difference. It's just it's high stakes now, isn't it? You know the amount of money that's tied up, and everything we're doing. It's, I suppose it comes back to, and the, the R word, the resilience word now, 
you can see the 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 businesses that are most exposed you know the the single cropping businesses or the the people who don't have very many options you know that a bit of diversity in the crop a bit of diversity in the enterprise those businesses are generally pretty well placed and even in the in the livestock world the there's a lot a lot of cattle and sheep being outwintered on crop the importance of a plan b for those animals this year has never been greater uh, you know some of those days that a plan b or even a plan c really does get us out of jail so i think it's what what, what can we learn so it's rained a bit it's not really news it's rained in fact it's rained a lot but what do we learn from this how do we make sure that the next time we get a wet back end like this what what do we what do we do are you are you having many conversations like that tiffany like looking really looking forward rather than looking at what to do in the spring like what do we do with the system to take the whole thing forward it's definitely something that's really important now you have to think about the whole system and having resilience in place as you said because if you're just trying to do the same thing every year and hoping that it'll work every year when the weather every year is different and we can't we don't have any control over that at all so it is making sure that the whole system can stand up to these changes and you are right having a plan b and a plan c is there a neighbor that's got a spare shed that you could go and put the livestock in which usually you'd have grazing on your cereals and having those connections so it might not just be something you can do yourself but it might be something that you can do in collaboration with the other farmers around you and um, but it is having that resilience and making sure that you trust in your system as well because i think it's very easy when the weather's gone bad and things are looking terrible that you start second at guessing what you're doing when actually you might be surprised but come the middle of february all these crops that are struggling at the moment might green up and look really really good because they've managed to withstand it because your system's working yeah i think i think up here with israel we're there's a greater awareness um i think less and less now we are seeing people lifting tatties and just leaving the field basically now people are you know cultivating across the braes they're sticking in cover crops to try and get something just to hold the soil in place and the nutrients of course to prevent pollution there's a bigger awareness now of that um and that, and that all helps in the long run um your, your efa green covers and that there's there's bigger interest there because folk are thinking right there's a chance of an extra wee fodder crop. It's never going to be massive, um, but something to, to for the sheep to maybe to go on for January, February time. Um, it's just that wee bit of extra fodder, winter fodder. You can never really have too much at the end of the day. Um, it maybe takes pressure off your grass and that and gives it a wee bit of a rest. So there's, there's more interest in that now. And even if you do have too much, if it doesn't feed the livestock it'll feed the soil so you yes. plow it in disc it in you know it's you don't actually need the livestock to have consumed it to get the, the benefit yeah. of it i think with all this uh, bad weather um we've been talking about the flooding but i know some areas have had a bit of wind blow with all the wind i know down here we've not been too bad not compared to when we had storm arwen um, but there will be farmers who are having trees down and having to deal with wind blow. Is there much up with you, George? Uh, there is. Um, I think it's Storm Arwen was the, is the one that everybody blames for doing the damage. 
Um, but anytime we get a storm now, it seems to slacken off a lot of other trees. And if there's a slight change in direction uh, with the wind, it just seems to be enough to take out some more. So it just seems to be an ongoing uh, thing now that we get a storm and people have more trees down. Um, but yeah, it, it, aye, we're seeing that now. Um, it never really seemed to be much of a problem up until a few years ago. I, I was in a Christchurch in New Zealand in 2010, and at that stage there was a book, it must just have been published because it was in a lot of shops, a, and it was called The Big One, and it was about the earthquake, which I think was in 2009. And it was called The Big One, and it was some of the strap line in below, it was like the, a, the earthquake, the end all earthquakes, or the, you know, and then when we got home, just shortly after we got home, 2011, there was a massive earthquake, way bigger than the big one. And uh, I would imagine sales of the big one would have gone down quite a lot. So I'm conscious we're talking today after one storm and there's another two in the mm. two in the forecast. So it, who knows what, what's going to happen in, in days and weeks to come. But uh, hopefully, you know, there's, there's certainly plenty um advice and help out there if, if we do have big significant issues but the main the main story as we've said is you know keep yourself right keep yourself safe and don't don't do anything radical keep yourself right and uh, it'll the spring will come and it'll all be fine in the end i think if people are having wind blow problems there's probably no point jumping in just now to try and get it all cleared up because you are right the next storm could be worse there could be more damage and I think as well, it's being aware the dangers that are involved with the wind blow. And it's better to get someone professional in to do the work because it's not worth the risk because it can be so dangerous um, dealing with those trees. And it's also making sure you've got all the correct licences to go with it as well. Mary Jane Laurie brings us news of the Women in Agriculture Conference. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Laurie. Join us for the first Farm Advisory Service Women in Agriculture Conference here at Murrayfield on the 28th of February, where we'll hear from a range of specialist speakers, inspirational speakers, and you can network with like-minded people. This one-day conference will give you the opportunity to further your knowledge on a range of topics through seminars and breakout sessions. Topics to be covered include succession, diversification, farm management, finance, policy, and biodiversity. There will also be ample opportunity to meet new people, socialise with existing friends and make new connections with various organisations who will have a presence on the day. All of this in a supportive and creative environment. So join us here at Murrayfield on the 28th of February. Hope to see you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rural Roundup. We'll see you back here again on the 14th of February with our next episode. The Farm Advisory Service Podcast. Audio advice on livestock, crops and soils, environment, rural business and more. Brought to you in association with the Scottish Government.